Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program coming to you via the miracle of the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It's a magazine, texasfootball.com. That's a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch, or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of Dorks. She's Luka Doncic's biggest fan. She's Ashley Pickle. You and Malpal gotta chill. That's a lie. Well, I just I just called you earlier a capital J journalist, and now you're out here feeding lies to people. Um, don't yeah. worry, guys. I'm honest with you. Um, hold on. I'm I'm doing a tweet and a big announcement. Tune in now. And. Today is Monday, November 15th, 2021. We are a mere, a microscopic 10 days till Thanksgiving, the best day of the year. Uh, Happy birthday to, do you know anybody's birthday today? No. Happy birthday to, um, boy, neither do I apparently. Um... Oh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Happy birthday, Macho Man. Wherever you are. Up there, doing elbow drops in heaven. Uh, Episode 1282. On today's show, friends, got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to the football weekend. Just a bit to overreact to. Uh, Then we'll be joined by the head coach of the El Paso Eastwood Troopers. Our buddy, Coach Julio Lopez, will join us. um, Who is... um, Coming off of a pretty historic win there for the Troopers in the first round of the playoffs, uh, taking down Abilene. Uh, we will talk all about that and all that that implies and, and why that's so special coming up with Julio Lopez. I had to tell him, Pickle, I had to do the thing where I had to mm-hmm. tell him that I'll call you at 11.20 your time. Uh, yes, because we're heading back to not God's Going time to the past. zone. Going to the past. Going to the past. Uh, and then back half of the show, we have an announcement to make. I'm going to leave we it do. at that. Da, da, da. It's coming up here in just a little bit. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, Mike Paris, and Coach Terry Crawford. Coach Terry Crawford. How about them 11-0 Abbott Panthers? 11-0 Abbott Panthers on their way to take on. Hold on. I know this. Um, Abbott is playing Newcastle this yeah. week. Um, so I think they're favorite. Anyway, we'll get into that. All right. 
lot to get to. No time to waste. Pickle. <laughs> Hit the area sign. It's time for Monday Morning Fallout. Oh, that's just cringeworthy. Monday Morning Fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend. And quite a bit to get to, folks. We will start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, the wildest first round in modern Texas high school football history. I would agree with this. So, you and I were not together on Friday. No. You were off at your game in Austin? No. San Antonio? No. Houston? Yes. Nailed it. Third try. <laughs> um, I had the Bridgeland game. It was awesome. That's right. You had the Bridgeland game. <laughs> and, and I want to be very clear... I want, to be, I want to be careful here because I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, right? I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment and say, oh, wow, like the, the thing that happened most recently is the most amazing thing. It's the most amazing thing that's ever happened. Because it's not true. That's not necessarily true. But upon further review and upon a little bit of soul searching and a little bit of research, I think I'm ready to declare this past weekend the wildest first round in modern Texas high school football history. Yep. How I would define modern is since they started taking four teams in the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Since then, I don't know that we've ever had this wild of a week because, or in the first round, because normally, as you know, Mm -hmm. the first round can be a bit snoozy. Yeah, you'll get... I mean, a handful, but we'll say, we'll say five games that are really kind of, okay, but you'll have a few, not this, you'll have a few, but what you won't have are just a slew of earth shattering, bracket busting, calamity inducing upsets, especially on the Thursday night, Thursday night, wild, got crazy town banana pants. Yeah. And Friday night. Didn't sober up all that much. No, it really didn't. I'll say that. We have, I believe, I believe the grand total is 26. 26 fourth place teams won their won their first round playoff game. Okay? Now, some of them come with a little bit of an asterisk. Burton beat Cristoval. Now, that knocks out my region four pick, which I thought I was being a cool, cool hipster and picking Cristoval to win region four. <laughs> But Burton, Burton is a different situation because Burton, you may remember, they're they're now nine and one on the field, yeah. but they had to forfeit ten or seven games or something like that, or maybe they're ten and one on the field now. Uh, but they so they were not your average fourth place team. But you certainly had ones that I think are earth shattering. Mm-hmm. Um, among them, Tom Ball over Cy Ranch or Cy, uh, Cy Park rather. Yes, uh, another of my regional final finalists. Kaput. Yeah, your brackets got, oh, got hit blasted hard. <laughs> into the sun. Tomball, who remember we had in the picks video in week eleven because they were in a win or go home week eleven game. Kale mm-hmm. Hellums just puts on the cape and decides to knock out Cy Park. And that wasn't a. I mean, I watched that whole thing. It wasn't a fluke. That no, was legitimately. No, 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 they no. were the no. better team. Tomball was the better the whole team. Way. Tomball was a better team. Like That's never not a debatable. doubt. One that flew under people's radar, Georgetown beat Dripping Springs. Yeah. Drip, unbeaten state-ranked Dripping Springs, mm-hmm. and Georgetown beat them 62-55 in a wild shootout, which actually tracks. Yep. As somebody who saw Georgetown in Week 11, I was like, that team can score. Mm-hmm. That team can score. I have questions about their defense. That team can score. And they were able to get into a, a dogfight and a shootout, a firefight with Dripping Springs and come away with the win. We had teams like Tyler Legacy mm-hmm. handing Garland the dreaded 10-1. and Yep. Right? 
We had teams like San Antonio East Central beating San Antonio Reagan. Now, Reagan, I think, was on their third quarterback, so a small asterisk there. Don't tell that to East Central. They ain't got to apologize for nothing. You had Saginaw Boswell taking down, uh, or, uh, you know, or, uh, uh, taking down Eaton. Uh, Hazlitt Eaton. You had Prosper getting white hot and beating Flower Mound Marcus. Mm-hmm. And overtime. Right? What Barbers Hill? Yep. What Barbers Hill or Fort Ben Marshall? Talk about a bracket buster. I mean, for everyone. <laughs> checks notes, every single person. We all had Fort Ben Marshall winning that region. Yep. And, and Barbers Hill gets the job done. Mm-hmm. And then there was the one that I think really caught everybody's attention. Yeah, the again, the biggest one. Bracket buster. And that was Stanton beating Childress. Yes. We talked with Cody Hogan on scoreboard on Friday night. That was a good interview. Um, when I say this, guys, I, I mean what I'm saying here. That is Stanton over Childress, state-ranked number three undefeated Childress, fresh off their win over Canadian, fresh off their district championship. That is... The largest period upset period in Texas high school football this season, period. Okay? It's the biggest one. They're 47-point dogs. Okay? Mm-hmm. They were seven touchdown underdogs, according to the Dave Campbell's computer. They just hauled off and beat them. Okay? And, and so, when you take a look at the rubble that is now strewn about us in the Texas high school football world, yes, look, a lot of teams took care of their business. Alito won. Shiner and Refurio won. Mm-hmm. Mart won. A lot of teams took care of their business. In fact, we didn't lose a defending champ. Nope. Uh, we didn't lose... We didn't lose any... Someone no, tweeted that... Nobody... None of, us, none of us lost a state, state championship pick. Mm-mm. But just on that next layer, there was unbelievable chaos, the likes of which we have never, ever seen in modern Texas high school football history in the first round. Thought number two. Stop talking about Texas like a power program. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no so, other way to put it. So, so, Saturday night, I went to a wedding. Oh, nice. And I came home, and I was able to catch the fourth quarter in overtime of, of the Texas game against Kansas. Mm-hmm. Kansas won, by the way, if you didn't know, in overtime. Um, and I, I get on Twitter afterwards, mm-hmm. and there is all of this, like, going nuts... And like dunking on Texas and 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 just like going crazy about oh my gosh Kansas beat Texas can you believe it oh my gosh how the mighty have fallen and the only thing I'm thinking of is like why is this a big deal it, it's time we change the conversation about the Texas Longhorns guys Texas since 2014 is now 52 and 39. They're 52 and 39 since 2014. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, Pickle. They're not 52 and 39. They're, in fact, 52 and 45. They're worse than that. Do you know who's 52 and 39? Hmm. Arizona State. Yeah. Do we talk about Arizona State in hushed tones whenever they get beat at home by a team that they should beat? Mm -mm. No. And they've been better than Texas for the better part of the last decade. And yet. I think everybody gets hung up on on Texas because uh, there's the big ego, there's a lot of money, they've got recent success and things like that. But the bottom line of it is that bad teams and bad programs lose games they shouldn't. And that's what happened. That's what happened. And it's time that we, and, and, and this is something, this is a habit I have to break. I think this is a habit everybody has to break. But we just got to quit talking about like that. 
We don't talk about USC in those same ways. Mm-mm. US uh, Texas and USC are, are functionally in the same boat in a lot of ways, right? Uh, we don't talk about Nebraska in that same way. No, I think kind of yeah. a similar situation. Well, they've and, had historic success, but just because they've had historic success does not make their them a healthy program right now. As a rotten program right now. No, and what what has to happen is there has to be a loss in that caliber to open people's eyes to the shifting tides. Like you can sit there and we can talk about that record and how terrible it is. But yeah, in order to actually break the mindset of how people look at Texas, it takes a loss to a one and eight Kansas program to do that. Texas is not a power program right now, guys. Maybe they will be soon, but it's just like the, the assumption that they are and then treating them as such, it's just got to change because right now it's shaping the narrative in a way that I just don't think is, 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 is factual and, and, and reflective of the facts on the ground. I mean, they're, they are, like I said, they, they are worse than Arizona State mm-hmm. over the past seven, you know, what, eight, that's, eight, that's eight, eight seven, seven plus years. The not noticing the longevity of this. Yeah, since Mac Brown left, since Mac Brown left, they are Arizona State. So treat them like Arizona State. And thought number three, a moment for the forgotten and the far flung. What I like about one of the reasons I like four teams making the playoffs in the Texas high school football um, uh, playoffs. One of the reasons I like it is that you end up giving an opportunity for for programs and teams that we haven't talked about in a long time to get a moment in the spotlight, mm-hmm. to have an opportunity to to make some headlines, to make some waves, right? Um, and and this is a moment for teams that are never go like that that don't get that kind of spotlight on an on an in a normal situation. I'll give you an example. And that was what the game that Matt Stepp was at on Saturday. Matt Stepp was down there watching San Antonio San Antonio Lear being San Antonio Southside. And you're probably thinking if you're not from San Antonio, you're probably thinking like okay, who cares like the folks beat beat um, you know, beat San Antonio Southside, who cares? That is the first playoff win for San Antonio ISD since 2012. Mm-hmm. That's a moment to celebrate. How about an Eagle Pass? Yeah. Both Eagle Pass and Eagle Pass win get victories in the first round of the playoffs. It's the first time ever that both programs have played into the second round the same year. That's awesome. And we're about to talk to one of the coaches. It was a tremendous week for El Paso. Yeah. El Paso Eastwood goes and beats Abilene in the playoffs at Shotwell. That is the first El Paso team to beat an Abilene team in the playoffs since 1937. Lord. <laughs> El Paso Riverside gets their by district win. Mm-hmm. El Paso Chapin comes back and beats El Paso uh, uh, or Amarillo Caprock. And who was the other one? There was another. There's another El Paso team that was uh, of note. It was. Um, let me say I, I tweeted about it. Um, but it was a tremendous week for El Paso. Um, and so for me, that is what this. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the other one I was thinking about. East Lake took down San Angelo Central. Mm-hmm. Those are the stories worth celebrating. Those are the things that give you an opportunity to 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 get excited about those programs and give them their their moment in the spotlight. That's why that's a, another reason why I like four teams in the playoffs is you've got these areas that maybe you don't think about a lot. When's the last time you thought about Eagle Pass football? Yeah. Great. It's it's party time in Maverick County. Mhm. Three big thumbs. Three helmet stickers. 
a helmet sticker to Stephenville quarterback Ryder Lambert. It was not a surprise that Stephenville won this game. No. He goes. He throws for 373 yards and five touchdowns. He had a 14-yard touchdown run. The stat I want to throw out to you, Pickle. Do you see this? Mm-hmm. 20 pass attempts, 20 completions. Yeah, that's... That's efficiency. That's insane. Mwah. Excellent stuff. Shout out to his receivers, Lambert. too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Take two tango. Uh, yeah, Ryder Lambert for Steve Bill, a helmet sticker. A helmet sticker to Texas Tech kicker Jonathan Garibay. 62 yards. I told you I was at a wedding. Yeah, I was at a we- wedding. It was an Aggie wedding, so they had the they had a TV outside where everywhere there were people crowded around right. watching the Ole Miss game, but they were not watching, as you can probably imagine, the end of Texas Tech and Iowa State. No, right? And so I checked my phone at the end. Of, I knew Iowa State was like mounting this big comeback. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh no, this is not going to go great for Tech. Um, and I check uh, I checked my phone in the uh-huh. middle of, at, like at the, during the reception. I was like, oh hey, Tech won 41-38, some of that. And then I looked at, it, I was like, what? What? <laughs> yep. Jonathan Garibay, a 62-yard bomb. Dude, he sailed it. To win the game. <laughs> like, even... Have you heard the um, Have you heard the, uh, the, the tech radio announcers call? No, I haven't. The vibe that they've got is very much like, I guess we'll try this. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, and that's there's like, no, like that there's was, no harm in this, I guess. And that was to make them eligible to go bowling. Yes. Like, how cool I is that? It got about halfway there. And I forget, unfortunately, I forget the, the tech radio guy. He's been there forever. He's great. He's a great radio guy. Um, I forget, but like the kick gets halfway there. And he suddenly starts perking up like, oh, oh, this could like, go. For the first time, he conceived of the idea that this might go in. Go in. in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan Garibay, the Texas Tech kicker, gets a helmet sticker and probably does not buy drinks in Lubbock for the rest of the year. And finally, a helmet sticker to Tom Ball, quarterback Kale Helms. We mentioned him. He put on the cape mm-hmm. against in their win over Cy Park. 137 yards and two touchdowns passing, 255 yards and a pair of touchdowns on the ground as Tom Ball they could stuns not stop him. Cy Park. It was a remarkable victory here Kevin Blanken squad and Kale Helms was the man at the controls teams to watch Georgetown Georgetown was part of a few different districts I believe there were 26 total districts that pulled off the sweep Mm -hmm. that all four of their teams won they were of course the fourth place finisher knocked off previously unbeaten Dripping Springs that speaks to the strength I think of District 11 5A Division 1 Weiss, Maynard, Georgetown, Cedar Park all won um this is a team with Darson Herman at the quarterback that is going to be a problem for everybody. I have some questions about their defense, but it don't matter. They, they may be one of those teams that can outscore their problems. Yeah. Uh, they were tremendous in this game and pulled off the shocker, knocking off the previously unbeaten state-ranked Dripping Springs Tigers. Team to watch. Angelo State. We will have words about, um, <laughs> about the selection committees for other divisions, most notably Division Three. How do you leave Harden-Simmons out? Yeah, I... Mm, I, I am... No I idea. Am, I am extremely upset. But Angelo State gets into the Division Two. War, war on selection committees is going to be your new hashtag. Oh. <laughs> he just gets leave, his blood. Boy, the, if I ever want to push you, a, a button, it's the selection committee button on Greg Tepper. Just, and just <laughs> leave it up to the computers, you ding-dongs. <laughs> um, anyway... Angelo, I don't want to take anything away. Angelo State got a big win. They took down, um, uh, they, 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 uh, or rather, they are now into the Division Two playoffs. Keep an eye on them as the Division Two playoffs get going this week. And finally, Poteet. Yeah, how about that? The Aggies get a win uh, in in their playoff game. Now they were favored. I want to be clear they were they were the favorite in that game. But did you know, Pickle, that was their first playoff win since 
1958. Yeah. 1958, the Poteet Aggies have their first playoff win since 1958. Congratulations uh, to them. They got uh, Vanderbilt Industrial. They do. Should be a big win. Yeah. Big game, rather. Maybe a big one. Who knows? Yeah, we can see. I don't know. It's probably going to be a good game. Three to see. College Station and Frisco Lone Star. I have a lot of thoughts on College Station and Frisco Lone Star. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it center around, like, this is the real big test for College Station. And if they pass it, then, like... They're for real, for real. Then, like, we're talking Arlington. Mm -hmm. Um, Lone Star is battle-tested, but you could also make an argument that their two best wins are losses. Yep. Right? Alito and, and Den Ryan. So can they get that signature win? That's a huge game that will really shape the, the what the 5A Division mm-hmm. One bracket looks like. And I'll be there. UTSA and UAB. Uh, this was the game we had circled before the year. Yep. Uh, I don't know if anybody, of uh, any of us, uh, I think we could have dreamed. We could have squinted and seen UTSA undefeated. Uh, but we, we thought that this might be the biggest game in UTSA history. Mm-hmm. This is probably the last big hurdle before Conference USA title game. Yes. Um, they can they can clinch a, a spot in the Conference USA title game with a win. Massive game down there at the Alamo Dome. It's going to be rocking down there. And finally, in the six-man ranks, May and Jonesboro. This is such folks, a banger. Folks. <laughs> this is such folks, a banger. Folks. And keep in mind, they're already in the regional semis. Yeah, this is the yeah. regional semis or the area round. Yeah. There's a, don't get people started on, on, what, that, yeah. on, on what that's on called. what it's called. <laughs> this is... In the second, let's just say, okay, it's the second round of the playoffs. We can say that. Guys, this is number one versus number two in the 1A Division One uh, bracket. Number one versus number two in our final pro- postseason rankings, now playing in the second stinking round. Yeah. It's going to be great, May and Jonesboro. That's three to see. That's Monday morning fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. We have window washers. I was fixing to ask, but, oh, yeah, there they are. I was like, I think someone's legitimately, like, hitting this window, but I couldn't. Yeah, we have window washers. Oh, hi, guys. What great timing, guys. It's not like we're doing <laughs> world's most celebrated like, internet something show. is legitimately hitting this window. <laughs> Pickle, Dave Campbell's Texas Football in partnership with Ozarka is proud to honor one team in each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The team selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. I will get it out for you, Ozarka. Program. <laughs> Your week 12 by district. They can't keep throwing extra words at me like by district. <laughs> week 12. Uh, Ozark, a fuel by nature teams of the week. In 6A, El Paso Eastwood. We're about to talk with their coach. After finishing in fourth place in their own district, the Troopers traveled to Shotwell Stadium and knocked off the favored Abilene Eagles 31-27, becoming the first El Paso team to beat an Abilene team in the playoffs since 1937. In 5A, Georgetown. Facing undefeated district champion Dripping Springs, the Eagles were unfaced as quarterback Darson Herman put on a clinic in their 63-56 upset win over the Tigers. In 4A, Port Isabel, the Tarpons defense, flexed its muscles against previously unbeaten Carrizo Springs, shutting down the Wildcats for a 23-8 by district victory. In 3A, Corpus Christi London. In one of the wildest playoff games of the week, the Pirates rallied from a 21-0 deficit to force extra time before edging Goliad 27-21 in double overtime. In 2A, do you see this? Schulenberg, the Shorthorns, didn't let the fact that they were facing a district champion bother them, running all over state-ranked Mason, 29-16 to hand the Punchers their first first-round defeat since 2013. In 1A, Van Horn, in an unbelievable first-round playoff game that featured 16 lead changes, the Eagles edged perennial power Garden City 70-69 to advance to the area round. Original semifinals, your mileage may vary. 
And the private school ranks Austin St. Michael's. The Crusaders took to the fight to Houston uh, Lutheran South in their first round playoff matchup, taking down the Pioneers 37 to 14. So those are your Ozarka fueled by nature teams of the week for week 12. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. And now a word from our friends at From Now On. From Now On is a proud sponsor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and your school's one-stop shop for community connection. Simplify your athletic communications with From Now On. Their FanX platform gives schools at all levels of the game a one-stop shop mobile experience that makes driving communication, creating engagement, and generating revenue easy. From Now On helps connect your school community with everything they need to win on game day. Schedules, streams, digital tickets, real-time notifications, and more. Learn more by visiting their website at from-now-on.com or follow them on Twitter or Instagram at fromnowonexp. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the head coach of the area round bound El Paso Eastwood Troopers. We're joined by Coach Julio Lopez. Coach, how are you, my friend? Good. I was going to say good morning, but I always know you guys are an hour ahead over there, yeah. so good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it always throws us around here. How are, how are things in the beautiful Sun City? Can't complain. We're preparing for a game. So I guess anytime you're preparing for a game that you know this late in the year, it's always a good thing, right? Uh, and you guys are preparing for a game uh, by virtue of doing something that hasn't been done in, uh, you know, more than 80 years, and that is to go on the road uh, and beat a team from Abilene uh, as an El Paso team. Um, look, I, I think people look at these first-round matchups with El Paso teams getting outside and going going and playing you know, teams from maybe the Little Southwest Conference or, or things like that um, and say, oh, well, the, the, you know, the El Paso team is the underdog. Do you guys talk about that? Do you feel that way? Do you, do you harness that, or are you just saying, no, let's go out there and win a ball game? I think a little bit of both. You know, I think we all as coaches look for locker room material. So, you know, I, I want to thank Matt for picking us a 17-point dog. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, overall, I, I think the reality is, you know, being from El Paso and us, all of us here wanting to change the narrative for how we're looked at, you know, across the state in terms of football, I think that we, we all know that when we go on the road and we have these games, there's there's always an opportunity to change the narrative and in our case i mean you know like you said the, the reality is it really hadn't been done you know it was pretty neat because the only other team well i'm going to take away 1939 for a second but <laughs> um the only other team to do it and beat abilene in the playoffs was del valle in 2001 from el paso so, and ironically enough the head coach who did it was chuck Valise, who was my head coach mm. in high school so he, i got a nice text from him yesterday but you know it was just an exciting night for, for all of us, for the program. Um, you know, I, I think I, I I heard an interview with Co- – I'm just going to say Coach A because I don't want to butcher his name live on on, on your show here. But um, Coach Avenchan. Coach John, yeah, yeah uh, Coach John over <laughs> there from, from Boswell. Uh, uh, I heard an interview he did when they upset Ian, and he did an interview with, I think, Brian Gossett. And mm-hmm. it just really rang true to me. He said that it might be an upset and everybody else across the state – didn't expect them to win Mm -hmm. except for the people in that locker room. And I felt the same way Friday. I mean, I, I'm sure there was a lot of people who didn't think we had a chance or didn't think we'd win, but I'll tell you, our parents, our kids, our program, we've been building to this moment 
And uh, it took us seven years. It, it, it kind of took us a, you know, it's taking us a, a, you know, year by year taking steps. But we just we're happy with where we're at right now, and you know, we're definitely not done yet. Well, you guys made the six and a half hour bus ride to Shotwell, and for a lot of teams, that would be a problem or a new thing. But it struck me in thinking about this weekend. Um, you're a crazy person, and you have consistently put your team on a bus and said, "Why don't we drive to Mars and play a football game?" You you guys have spent a lot of time on the bus. Do you feel like now going on the road for that playoff game? Do you feel like that experience of of taking those long road trips and playing teams from outside of El Paso and insisting on making those long road trips? Do you feel like that benefited you on Friday night? Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to correct you for a second. It definitely was not six and a half. It might be six and a half if you're driving. <laughs> but we left at we left at nine thirty here in El Paso on Thursday and we did not get to our practice at the Shotwell Auxiliary Field until seven o'clock at night. Oh, so it was a long trip for us. But um yeah, you know what? I you know, I every year we're trying to schedule and, and kind of be unorthodox with the way we do things. You know, obviously we played Plano. I'll tell you that Smithson Valley trip we took earlier in the year. And, and that was a great Smithson Valley team. We played with coach Hill and they're still in it, obviously. And it was a hostile environment. It's probably as hostile as we've ever been in with the great student section and a great crowd and great environment. And, you know, the reason we do it is to prepare us for moments like this. And, you know, obviously you don't go in to the year, uh, wanting to go to Abilene for a first-round game. We would have loved to have them come here, but just the way it played out, uh, I'll be honest, too. We we played Abilene in seven-on-seven seven, SQT in Midland and in Lubbock, and we beat them in both, and the Lubbock one had the state trip on the line, and, and I know you're going to get everybody pounding on the table saying seven-on-seven seven doesn't matter, but for us, when we take trips even like that, it's just a chance to expose our kids to a different level of competition. It's a chance to expose our kids to a different part of the state. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to sit here and tell you, I think that those two seven on seven tournaments where we beat them were just, a, a, you know, other chinks in the armor that we're trying to chip away at that just give our kids confidence when we get into a game like this past Friday. And, and I think it matters, you know, in, in our opinion, it matters. Well, and, and that, you know, to, to follow up on that, cause I think that's an excellent point. Um, I agree with the people who are like, oh, it doesn't matter from a schematic perspective. Because you're not running your 7-on-7 seven seven offense out there against against Abilene High on a Friday night in November. But if you want to talk about, in my opinion, I'm not in the, in the room, you are. That strikes me as, yeah, we can hang with these guys. We, you know, we, we can play with the guys. From a confidence perspective, and as you know, the, the game is so much between the ears. From a confidence perspective, that's got to feel like, no, like this is a team we've played with. We can hang. We belong on the same field as them. There, there's no reason to, to bow down just because they're from, from Abilene. Yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, again, I, I'm not, I would never say 7-on-7 seven seven is, is the true litmus test for how gonna, your year's going to go in November. But I'll, I'll tell you, again, just from mentally from a standpoint of, hey, we're going to get out there. We're going to compete. We're going to believe we can win, whether it's seven on seven or if we're playing them in checkers on the road, it, it doesn't matter. Like every time we get a chance to suit up against them in any capacity and win a game, whether it's seven on seven or a football game or, or whatever, you know, I, again, I just think it helps the psyche of the program. And it, again, it, it chips away at that armor that the rest of the state, at least at this point, has over El Paso. And, and it was a great night for El Paso in general. Mm-hmm. You know, Eastlake beats San Angelo Central. Uh, Chapin and Coach Warner, they go for two and beat Caprock here. I mean, it, it, you know, even just from a 6A perspective, to be able to split the night, I think was huge. And, and mm-hmm. again, I, I just think it speaks to the quality of football we have here. 
it speaks to that those chances we're getting to again chip away at that mentality or chip away at that narrative that we that we're one and done and um you know again we're just excited to be preparing for a game this week julio lopez head coach of the el paso for the troopers joined us here on texas football today involve the conversation hashtag tf today coach a big reason why not you know one of the big reasons why you guys are are, are playing and you guys practicing this week is uh, the play of qb1 andrew martinez who has been sensational for you guys all year long the numbers speak for themselves he ran for the game-winning touchdown there in the in the final moments or the final minutes of the game um you've been around a lot of a lot of quality quality quarterbacks out there not only at Eastwood but in El Paso in, in general what is it about Andrew Martinez that that makes him special the kid's just a winner I mean and and his mentality you know we it, it's been so special to be able to coach him really the last three years because our, our quarterback uh, his sophomore year Christian Castaneda we lost him mid-year so Andrew ended up be taking over as the full-time starter as a sophomore but I mean like you said the, the numbers speak for themselves the wins speak for themselves the kid is, is a winner um you know, he, he's a great leader of our, our program. He, he's the, you know, first one in, last one out mentality with him. And, you know, we're, I'm just I'm just lucky to – he's the Corvette and I'm just driving it. So, I mean, <laughs> for me, it's just been a blessing to have him. And if you don't know who Andrew Martinez is, I encourage you to look up his highlight film. Uh, Curtis Murillo is having – I mean, that guy is as, di- as di- dynamic as, you get, as it gets. That guy plays like 160 plays a game, not only as our starting receiver, but as our starting corner. He had the game-sealing interception. Um, Sam Lopez is as good as the dual threat back as you get in that offense with over 1,200 all-purpose yards. And then Aaron Rodriguez is just our big target on the outside with 14 touchdowns and nearing 1,000 yards. And, and I, and I got to be honest, too, the, the play – um, the last, especially the last couple of weeks of our defense has really been the difference. Um, I, I feel I, they've just, they're clicking at the right time. We made some adjustments after a, our loss to East Lake that have really paid off right now. And, and we're reaping the benefit. Uh, now it's on to the next one, Coach. You mentioned it. Uh, you guys have a, uh, a date this week, uh, and you will take on sa- uh, surprising, equally surprising, Saginaw Boswell, who also uh, knocked off uh, they they knocked off a district champ last week. Um, and I know that uh, I don't want to give you give ask you to give away your game plan. I know you've uh, you've you've you mentioned listened to an interview with Coach John Amachan there at, at Boswell. Looking at film, uh, what what's it going to take for you guys to to win on on Friday night? What are you up against? Yeah, we got to start fast. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things that we've been able to do the last couple of weeks is just really when, when we start fast and get out ahead, you know, get out ahead. I think that that just bodes well for us. Um, you know, they're they're physical. Obviously, they played a great game against Ian. They forced a lot of mistakes in a lot of different areas uh, where they forced, you know, forced a couple of turnovers. They capitalized on them. So, you know, for us, it's just doing what we do. You know, we really believe in what we do down here. We believe um, in our in our schemes. We believe they're good enough to win. And I just think playoff football comes down to who makes the least amount of mistakes and who can get that one big play at the end that puts you out in front. So I, I think if we can do that, you know, I, I really like our chances. And, and it's a special week for us. You know, Eastwood has never been to the third round of the playoffs in our school history. You know, as a matter of fact, just even even with this win on Friday, outside the fact it was Abilene, um, Eastwood had never, you know, we got hired in 2015. We beat Friendship that first year mm-hmm. in the playoffs. But Prior to that, Eastwood had never even been an out-of-town team in the playoffs before. Any, all the by-district wins were all in-town wins. So, you know, it's special to to have these opportunities to, again, not only beat an Abilene Friday, but to do something that this school has never done when it's been in existence for over 60 years. So, we're excited at the opportunity, and you know, we just got to we got to play our best football to advance. Well, and I imagine you have to be excited because it's it's only. I mean, you get to shave an hour off that drive. 
You know, it's, you guys are going to love it, Cooper. Um, I mean, it's that's a that's a that's a hop, skip, and a jump compared to Abilene. So yeah, it's you know the quick, 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 just a quick jaunt over there to Lubbock. Um, well, the only thing I could say is the the trip back felt a little shorter with a trophy. You know, yeah, I, I can imagine that's the case. He's Julio Lopez. He's the head coach of the area round bound El Paso Eastwood Troopers. Coach, congratulations again on the big win. Best of luck on Friday night. We'll be we'll be watching. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. There he goes, Julio Lopez. The head coach of the El Paso Eastwood Troopers, of course, making some history out there in El Paso. It was a great week for El Paso, um, a great week for, for for Eastwood. You know, they, he mentioned that there's just not there's not a huge amount of, of of playoff success there, and so now. And by the way, you know, look, that game with Boswell is I would I'd call it, right now. I think it's a one score game. Mm-hmm. I think that they are two teams that are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, both obviously brimming with confidence right now. Feel like they can go out there and, and beat the world. Um, and I'm excited about it. There, it's going to be going down at Pirate Stadium there in Lubbock Cooper, um, Friday night, seven o'clock, and and an opportunity for Eastwood to make history. And and I'll 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 just tell you, a third uh, an El Paso team in the third round of the playoffs is a big stinking deal. It is. So it absolutely an is an opportunity to really make some noise out there in the Sun City. And our our buddy El, uh, Julio Lopez. I did not want to bring up because you know where he went. He's a he's a former Miners receiver. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bring it up because I know you're a jerk. Caw. Coach knows. He, he would be fine with it. Yeah, I don't think he would. I don't think he would. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate Julio Lopez, head coach of the El Paso East, which is joining us here. Everyone is very clear on my stance about how much I love El Paso. Yes. So, oh, like, yeah. No, 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 there, no. There's clear rooting favorite there for El Paso at all point yeah, in time. Exactly. <laughs> We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in Lone Star State. And you can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up in just a moment... <laughs> A- an announcement. A- an announcement. An a- announcement. An announcement. I was going to say. Uh, I was going to say a major announcement. <laughs> Texas pretty, football today. We got an announcement. It's pretty, it's pretty major. I'd say it's pretty major. Yeah, so stick yeah, tuned I'm for pumped. that. But first, Dave Campbell's Texas football in conjunction with the Texas Bulls proud to present the Mister Texas Football Player of the Week award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday, TexasFootball.com announces ten candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. On field performance. We then leave it up to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com is open until Friday at noon, at which point we will announce the winner right here on this THAR Internet show. Your Week 12 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, Pflugerville Weiss quarterback Dior Bradfield. Another guy I got to see in Week 11. Mm-hmm. This kid's got the juice. 384 yards and eight touchdowns passing. I believe they were all in the first half. They were. It was. There was at least like six in the first half. They were cooking. Pflugerville Weiss quarterback Dior Bradfield. Burleson wide receiver Luke Peterson. Eight catches, 343 yards, and six touchdowns receiving. It's insane. Go off, young man. <laughs> Texas high running back Braylon Stewart, a closer. 311 yards and four touchdowns rushing for Braylon Stewart. Denton Geyer defensive back Eli Bowen had five tackles, two pass breakups, three interceptions, and he returned one of those picks for a, t- uh, a touchdown in their win over Flower Mound. I'm sure Rodney Webb is saying, that'll do. Speaking of that'll do, Georgetown quarterback Darson Herman, 328 yards, three touchdowns passing, 172 yards, and six touchdowns rushing. That's a nine-tutty performance for Darson Herman in a playoff game. Mineola athlete Dawson Pendergrass, 262 yards, four touchdowns rushing, two catches, 74 yards, touchdown receiving, five tackles, 
and an interception. Easy work. Clear Springs wide receiver Noah Thomas, 11 catches, 210 yards, four touchdowns receiving. He added two tackles for funds. Mount Vernon wide receiver Caden Kaufman, nine catches, 225 yards, four touchdowns receiving. He also threw for 34 yards. Bell's running back and defensive back Bo Baker, 182 yards, three touchdowns rushing. He had a receiving touchdown. He returned a kickoff for a touchdown. He had six tackles. He had an interception, and he blocked PAT. Sure. <laughs> Goodness. Sure, <Bo>. buddy. <laughs> Leave some for the rest of us. And finally, El Paso Chapin wide receiver and defensive back Anthony Rivera, eight catches, 161 yards, two touchdowns receiving, plus 15 tackles and an interception and a forced fumble. Good Those <laughs> are your Week 12 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Okie dokie, Pickle, one last thing to do today, and that is... Announcement! We have a bit of an announcement. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of rumors out there about this, and uh, yeah, I, I guess it's only time to, to reveal to people what we've been cooking up, and, yeah. and we have something to tell you guys. I need you to do a drum roll. Don't put it up yet. Oh, no, 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 okay. Fine, ah. there it is. Go ahead. <laughs> the watch-along's back, guys. <laughs> the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch-Along. We're doing it again! go it's gonna be el campo and lindale seven o'clock thursday night watch it live for free courtesy of our friends at texan live on facebook on youtube on twitch we're gonna have a great time and we've got a great crew joining us it's gonna be pickle and i plus dave campbell's Texas football college football insider mike craven will be in the building talking a little bit of college football and he is a big high school football fan as well and we got two headline guests one of them the supernova herself my girl bally sports southwest host aaron hardigan will be in the studio with us she is very much looking forward to this i am so excited it's about time we got another blonde chick in here and (laughs) we'll be joined by somebody who knows a little something about football finally somebody who knows something about football our buddy, the head coach of the McKinney Lions, Coach Marcus Shavers, is going to join go. us in the studio. I got a clip. We have a clip of him. We need to pull up. We yes. need, I have a clip that I have ready. Uh, Shavers is good people. Uh, we are going to have, uh, I, I imagine we'll have some stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is He is not one to be shy. So uh, that's uh, hard again, though. Very quiet. and Yeah, reserved. super I'm gonna be like laid back. Pulling teeth with her. Yeah. It's going to be El Campo <laughs> and Lindale, 4A Division One area round playoff matchup going down at McLean Stadium. You can watch it live for free. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. The one thing we ask for you guys would be uh, if you guys, uh, if, if you like what you see, maybe subscribe to Texan Life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like your little taste. I was fixing to say, man, we, like, this is a big time playoff game. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people would be going why why are y'all giving this away for free but it's because we want you to see like what we can we're do. proud of our and product then, yeah we want you to see it and we, we think that if you see it you're going to want more of it yeah and so and the playoffs are the best time to get more of it yeah and so we hope you will tune in friday or thursday rather seven o'clock kickoff <laughs> i was uh, like i can't make it friday no, no, <laughs> uh seven o'clock kickoff on facebook on youtube and on twitch it's el campo it's lindale you can watch the game live with running commentary from mckinney head coach marcus shavers Bally sports southwest aaron hardigan mike Craven, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Ashley Pickle, and myself. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you tune in with us Thursday night uh, there on uh, those variety of channels. There it is. There's our big announcement. We've been working on it. Yeah. We've been looking to secure uh, Marcus Shavers for a minute, and we finally did. Yeah. We got with his agent. Yeah. He, we we got to go through a lot of doors. That's we a met man his in fee. demand. We met his yeah. fee. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, <laughs> Which we, is we, pizza. <laughs> 
Well, don't give it away. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, I had a couple questions as to when the uh, the games are going to be up on the app. That takes a hot yeah. minute for us to so, do. I can explain that to you. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Uh, it's, it's like you can pull All those things, we, we don't mention him enough, but Jerry Forrest, yeah. the king our guy um jerry forrest is uh the guy who runs he is the dct we need to call of, him like the brain he is the dct <laughs> of computer yeah like it's his it's his computer um and he has to go in and hand code each of those games mm-hmm. and so that takes some time as you can probably imagine right now it'll take less time than it did last week because ta-da, there's, there's half things. as many games uh so it will get it will get updated i promise you it will be up there on on the app we're, we're working on it and stuff like that but it just it just literally takes time because we have to go right. through it and code it in i was thinking to say has like you can think about it this way too when you have the regular season stuff the games at least are already in there so he still has to go through and do it but he's mm-hmm. not having to input games now he's having to input games and go code everything. Right. So if you're looking for the playoff games, texasfootball.com slash playoffs. They're yes. all on there. They're all on. You can go to game times and location. They're all on one thing. Um, and, yeah, it's it's easy to find it there. So the app will happen. But if you're looking for stuff, hit up the website. Absolutely. Anything else? Nope. Okay. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Julio Lopez, head coach of the El Paso Eastwood Troopers, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young. Oh, my gosh. I'm choking at the very end. Please give me your play of your trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football today.